0: I'm going to meet myself now. Nice to see you. Nice tie, Alan. I've put a shirt on, a business shirt. I only own one. You can guess the badge on the tie. Okay. Just in What's case everybody hasn't seen, Morden has no power at the moment, but will join us when we can. Do you think we have to wait for him, John, or can we go ahead because we're nearly seven o'clock now? Past seven o'clock. Not
1: 7 o'clock. I, 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 well, it's Alan's meeting rather than mine.
0: And I'm gonna mute myself now and
2: looking very smart and dapper. Okay. Haley, are we ready to roll? Are we connected? You tell me when we are and okay. Thank you. Well then good evening and welcome to everyone attending this first meeting of the Uttersford District Council Local Plan Leadership Group, which is a virtual one, and also welcome to those of you listening to it, uh, to the broadcast elsewhere. I'm Councillor Alan Storer, Chair of the group, and I will start by running through some procedural rules for the meeting. Virtual meetings are now not quite the new experience that they were a few months ago, such that
3: public meetings such as this are business as usual. Nevertheless, it's important that we continue to conduct ourselves in an orderly and professional manner. As you would imagine, there are regulations
2: governing virtual meetings that state that you must be able uh, to hear and to be heard. May I therefore remind you, please, to keep yourself on mute at all times when not speaking. This should prevent undue distraction from background noise you do not speak unless I ask you to do so. To indicate that you wish to speak, please raise the blue hand next to your name on the white participants column on the right of your screen. This will indicate that you wish to speak. For the benefit of those listening online, the officers we have with us this evening are Gordon Glenday, expected shortly, and from the planning policy team, Stephen Miles, Sarah Nicholas and Hayley
4: Richardson. I will now ask Sarah to take your register so that those of you listening at home will know who is present today. Sarah, would you call the register now, please? Thank you. OK. Um, Councillor Bagnell?
2: Present.
4: Councillor Caton? Present. Councillor Evans, as, gu- as guest? Present. Thank you. Uh, Councillor Freeman? Present. Councillor Lees?
0: Present.
4: Councillor Lemon? Present. Councillor Light? Uh, Councillor Light? Sorry, yes, yes, well, they're still
5: muted. Apologies.
4: Uh, Councillor Merrifield? Present. Present. Councillor Pavitt? Mm Present. Councillor Reeve? You're you're on mute, Councillor
6: Reeve. You were... Oh, no, I wasn't. I was off mute.
4: Yeah, present. Sorry. Um, uh, Councillor Sutton? Present and Councillor Taylor. Present and we have two um, visitors as well, Councillor Day. Present and Councillor Foley. Present. That's everybody, Chairman. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much, Sarah. Now we will uh, get into the into the. Meet of the agenda. Um, but first thing, before we do that, in the, um, in the headings there is um, an error. I, I wish to point out um, so it can be rectified in the future. Council Evans is listed there is a, a non-voting member. He is, in fact, I believe, a non-voting guest. So if that could be rectified, that would for next time and now we move on to the um, apologies for absence and declarations of interest, do we have any apologies for absence I'm not aware of anyone, I think everybody's here full house, does anyone have any declarations of interest to make at this point I'll take that as a no
4: So we move on then. Sorry, Alan. Councillor Foley has his hand raised. I don't know if you know to... Beg your pardon. Thank you, Councillor Spurrier. It was just a clarification. Um, A resident had contacted me, as chairman, uh, council chairman, to ask, um, first of all, to say that uh, he was pleased that uh, we now have more open meetings and congratulated. Uh, the council, on doing that. But just wanted, if possible, a clarification on um, are meetings always going to be uh, public or is there going to be part one, part two?
2: That's the question. For for a member of the public, if you could, answer. Thank you. We do certainly aim to be as open and transparent as possible. But on occasion, there will be a need um, it's considered when matters are so sensitive that it will be appropriate for the meeting to take place in private. And hence there will either be part one and part two of the meeting, or it's possible on occasion the whole meeting might be um, uh, private. But I do not anticipate those as being frequent at all. It will be as and when necessary. Just to repeat, the intention is to be and to remain open and transparent. The situation. thank
4: you sorry um chairman there are a couple more people with their hands up i don't know if you want to take those questions So, councillor pavitt and then councillor light yes
2: please pavitt. i think you just a quick one somebody has just texted
7: me to say that um on the audio minutes audio streams a lot of background noise um shuffling feet chattering noises um
2: so perhaps I'm be good look into that. Haley, would you be able to um, address that? Is that possible for you?
4: Or... Um, I'm afraid the way we're recording it is going to pick up a little bit of background noise because we're recording from one device to another, but I will keep it to a
8: minimum.
2: You know, Councillor sort Pavick, of it, if it's making it extremely difficult to be listened to. Can you comment upon that at all? Is that a... I, I, I don't know. Uh, it's just some uh, annoying background noise, <laughs> is how it's been described. But That's I was going to need next power to do truth. <laughs> uh, can I suggest that we continue and um, perhaps whoever contacted you and t- uh, Bob gave you as to the whether that continues and the acceptability
3: of it or not, because it is important that this is recorded adequately so that people can, A, refer to it in the
4: future, and B, um, that it can be useful in, in preparing the, the minutes afterwards. So, um, Councillor Light, and if those people have just spoken, have still got their hands up and they've finished, if they could take them down that. Helps me, thank
5: you. Okay, thank you, Jo. Just, uh, just to declare a non of interest um, as a Sutton Town Councillor, and that would go uh, throughout. Okay, thank you very much indeed. You. I'll, I'll,
2: what I will do, Councillor, is check whether that's necessary. It may well be. I don't know. I shall check
4: the rules and regulations. Thank you. Well, um, if that's the case, excuse me. If that's the case, I need to say I'm a stepping parish councillor. If we could, if somebody could check that for us, that would be great. And we could just say that as a declaration all the way through. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a parish councillor at Hatfield
2: Peet and White Thank you, Council
3: Lemon.
2: Ah. You've got lots of hands up, um, yeah, Alan. A like that, I'm a parish councillor in High Easter.
9: Apart from my ward uh, responsibilities, which we all have, of course. Yes, indeed. And Councillor you. Freeman as okay. well. <coughs> Sorry, Parish Councillor in the Sapphire Warden Town Council. And Councillor
1: Evans. Uh, I'm not a Parish
4: Councillor, but I do chair the Stabbing Neighbourhood Plan Steering Group. And finally,
10: Councillor Bagnall, I think. Sorry about this, Chair, but I I didn't think it was necessary because I think we've all got an interest because it's the local plan, so I'm a bit surprised uh, that
2: I am taking parish Council as well. We will check. It is uh, going to be unfortunate. We have to do it at
3: the commencement of the meeting. It's one entirely. We do represent
2: our wards, and some of us are on, on local councils, so... I'll see what the, what the outcome is on that. Hey, as your hand is still up. you've said what you wanted to say. Take that as a yes. OK, then, moving on to the next item, which is the draft terms of reference. Now, looking at the, that report... You'll see in paragraph 6 that the terms of reference um, are to be agreed by the Cabinet. And what we are doing is making recommendations, to them. that's what we will be doing. But you'll also see from paragraph 7 that um, whilst, I, whilst I've drafted these terms of reference uh, with some Uh, the valuable assistance from the Chief Executive, I've also um, produced what I refer to as working arrangements, which set out how I intend to chair this group. Now, whilst, whilst we are considering the terms of reference, I think it's important that I read out to you the working arrangements first, because it may well address some, if not all, of the questions, comments, concerns you may have about the terms of reference. So with your forbearance members, I shall do that now. And the fact that I'm reading them out, as, as it says there, he he sees, it's the way he sees this group going. These are, uh, these will not be uh, the subject of discussion, it's it's the way I intend to handle things. So I intend to chair the group as follows. As a cross-party working group, seeking to ensure the optimum outcome for the district as a whole, assisting from either an individual or a party political group seeking to protect any particular area or areas of the district from development or to direct development to any particular area or areas. In furtherance of that, I shall look to members to act as district rather than ward councillors. This will require, in accordance with the recognised best practice, resignation from membership of any organisation, either promoting or opposing development in any particular locality of the district. And in accordance with the National Code of Local Government Conduct, members declaring a private or personal non pecuniary interest arising at meetings in deciding whether that interest is clear and substantial. If it is not clear and substantial, then you may continue to take part in the discussion of the matter and may vote on it. If, however, it is a clear and substantial interest, then you should not take any further part in the proceedings and should withdraw from the meeting. In deciding whether such an interest is clear and substantial, you should examine your conscience and ask yourself whether members of the public, knowing the facts of the situation, would reasonably think that you might be influenced by it. If you think that that would be the case, you should regard the interest as clear and substantial and withdraw accordingly. Now, doubtless you haven't memorised that, but it will be available in the minutes of the meetings and I would urge you to refer to it uh, when it's appropriate for you to do so in the future so you are clear as to uh, what I would hope and expect that we would all be doing. Next point is that members should feel free where appropriate question and challenge the guidance and recommendations to our group from the officers of the local plan team and to invite consultants undertaking studies on behalf of the council to make a presentation to the group explaining the overall approach taken, summarise their findings and
3: answer any questions that members pose. Whilst I have previously met we've
2: discussed and agreed matters with planning policy officers to get a portfolio holder on local plan matters. I've now stepped away from that because of the obvious conflict of interest to which it would give rise. And with regard to reports of this group, will communicate only indirectly with officers through meetings with a portfolio holder. I will also look to ensure that all members are treated fairly and reasonably with regard to the length and, more importantly, frequency with, wh- with which they are allowed to speak. In the event that a member cannot attend a meeting, no substitute will be allowed. I will appoint a vice-chairman of the group. The portfolio of for planning of the local planner will be invited to all meetings to answer any questions that may arise. Now, given that we have a monumental, complicated vitally important task ahead of us members will be encouraged to familiarize themselves with the items on the agenda in order that they may be able to participate fully in the discussion neither should members be afraid to question and ask what they fear might be what i'm going to refer to as a wally question because in the context of preparing a local plan there is no such thing and lastly Members should understand that in considering the comments and responses of members of the public, interest groups and other members of the Council commenting on various development proposals, it's human nature for people to be either opposed to or at the very least wary of development in close proximity to where they live because of concern about their perception of the possible impact on their quality of life and or the fear of change. Now, those are the working arrangements. You will be, I'm sure, delighted to know that I do not intend to read through the draft terms of reference, but I'd like to throw that open to discussion to members of the group. I will start with Councillor Tate, if I may, please. Thank you,
11: Mr Chairman. I mean, there was a couple of points here. First of all, one is a kind of drafting point, which is on the point five. It refers to a current timetable. But well, I don't think we've got a current timetable, have we? Uh, and it's if are right. them now, we can't really say the current timetable I would would say something like a published timetable so that's the the main uh, that's the first item and then it's just uh, a question I mean has this group got a role in monitoring the the progress against the project management plan or is that going to be plan scrutiny committee because I would have thought that we should have a role in, in monitoring the project management uh, plan my, myself
0: light
5: yes thank
3: you i don't wish to
5: comment on this point in particular so i don't know whether you wish to continue with this and i'll come back once um, this point has been discussed what do you think mr chair whatever's convenient for you councillor whatever you prefer to do yes i'll step back and, and wait once this has been discussed thank you i
4: think councillor reeves got um yes like to say something
6: What I was going to say, I thought in the terms of reference, it's actually pretty open as to what we should be uh, looking at. Therefore, I would see it absolutely in our terms of reference that we look at uh, timetabling and progress as it goes through. No problem. And personally, I have no problem with the word current in that. Fine, thank
3: you.
2: Yes, it it would in fact be remiss if we did, if it was... Sliding up all over the place, we would need it to be an integral part of our task to keep an eye on it, surely. We couldn't just uh, let it happen, regardless. Uh, councillor Leeds, uh,
0: sorry, sorry, Mr. Chairman. I had my hand up to comment, and then Councillor Reeve actually said the same thing that I was going to say. Okay.
2: I'm going to step back. I do have some other points, but I'll let everybody have a carry on. Thank you. Thank you. Councillor Bagnall. unless you talk to Councillor Light when you, when you want to speak. Thank you, Chair. Um, so, I agree with
10: Councillor Kate, and I think, uh, I think this group should have oversight, uh, and I think it should be part of the term of reference. I think we should have an action lock, to keep track of things as they go through. And I think we should also get status reports of some degree as well because we need to make sure things are on track. Uh, and you know my views as well are on the terms of reference that goes to Cabinet. I think it needs to be in a proper document. It can't be a set of bullets. I think there needs to be more meat on the bone if we're going to get something signed off because that would be open to scrutiny by the public. And I think for a programme of this magnitude and something so important... I think it needs to be a proper document. It doesn't have to be loads and loads of pages, but it needs to be set out correctly.
2: Sorry, Councillor Just Explain to me, is that about monitoring all the whole, everything we report, or, or
10: we recommend to Cabinet? No, sorry, when you say the terms of reference is going to be signed off by Cabinet... Yes. I don't think we can ask Cabinet to sign off a set of bullet points. I think they should be signing off a document that contains the information within it, and that document should be the terms of reference for this working group, and members of the public should be able to see that as a document. I don't oh, think it should be yes. a set of points. Yes. OK. OK. Councillor
2: Merrifield. To, sorry, excuse me, Councillor,
5: Councillor Lyon, you have your hand up, you'll forgive me. Yes, thank you. Um, yes, I do agree with that. I have quite a number of points to make, but I'm happy to sort of come back, um, uh, sort of take them one, one by one. But I, I'd like to come back to sort of where we started, which was with your, um, uh, your uh, declaration about how things were going to function. Um, I would like to say that I approve of uh, all the experienced members of the planning committee being on this group. I think their experience is absolutely essential to this process. However, I must express my deepest disappointment that um, I proposed Councillor Fairhurst to be on this group when we were asked to propose somebody, and that was was not deemed to be acceptable, despite the experience that Councillor Fairhurst could bring. So, I would ask you, Chair, um, if you were willing for me to step down and for Councillor Fairhurst to take my place, where he can actually add so much more than I could. In answer
2: to that, Councillor, I think, uh, because I was copied into the emails, I, I think you had a very clear response from the leader of the Council when you put that point to him, and his choice was you. He considered Um, your attributes and skills to be, uh,
5: for whatever reason, I don't know what those are, more appropriate than Council Fairhurst on this occasion. Well, I have to say, of course, I disagree with that. And it does does seem that everybody else, every other group was uh, allowed to put forward their most appropriate candidate, uh, which is what I did. And I would feel that it would be in the best interest of the district
3: that this, uh, that Councillor affairs actually takes my place. I would like that
5: this uh, statement limited. Well, that's OK. That, that,
2: that will be minuted. Um, but as you said, there are several people, uh, several members of the planning committee on this group and some others, and your skills your particular interest will be welcomed in the context of the work of this group. With with great pleasure. And Councillor Lees, what what would you wish to say on this? Um,
0: No, I'll just interject there. It's absolutely right that we have some excellent planning expertise on this uh, committee. Uh, We only have one original member of the old group, which is me. Um, We don't really want it to be an extension of the planning committee, and there are there is plenty of planning expertise here. And I think that as a working group, it is much better to not have an extension of the planning committee, otherwise we could have just given this group to the planning committee, but to have um, other skills, other interests, and also maybe to see things with a little bit of a different fresh eye. And sometimes if you all work together on a committee, and you're all on the planning committee, that can have its own standards and its own way of working. So we have asked you particularly, Councillor Light, because you uh, are detailed, you read things, you examine things, you look at things slightly different sometimes, and that is a real asset to this community, so we welcome you here. I actually agree with uh, Councillor Lees. I think... um,
3: we have enough um, members of the planning committee here, uh, and uh, I'm sure that we we will
10: we know what to do. We, do we need actually
2: more members on the planning committee? For the committee, I don't think so. you are
5: you mute still? Thank you, um, thank you both, Councilor Stora and Councilor Leeds, for your. Um, your your faith and your compliments to me um as said you know i i would i would prefer uh as said for councillor Fairhurst, also with his legal background to to bring his expertise
0: but uh, perhaps if if i may just interject we have councillor evans as the guest who also has legal expertise if i may just say councillor light we feel that we've got the best group here I'd really not like to spend the meeting arguing about it. I think we've made the point. We welcome you with open arms. Uh, Councillor Evans is also an experienced legal team. We do believe we've picked the best team here, and I would like to say to everybody that's joined it, we do believe we've picked the best team. Um, please, please accept that. And um, you know, if we can all work with the gusto that we that we think people can, it will be a great pleasure. <clears throat> if the point's been made. I would, if I may, chair. Uh,
4: through you, I would
2: like to say, could we move on to the next point, sir, please? Certainly, thank you. Yes, I would welcome that. C- Councillor you are you comfortable with that? Can we move on to some of your other points, please?
5: Yes, OK. Thank you. Um, right, I think overall I have some detailed questions. Uh, Points to make as well, but I I would say that um, I agree absolutely with Councillor Bagnall that there needs to be a lot more flesh uh, on these. And I would say also that we need, first of all, to uh, decide the actual role and function and objectives of this group to be absolutely clear and to define and identify clearly what we're trying to achieve. What would be success? What is failure? How are we defining these? Um, there are a lot of points here. Um, we would need to uh, to look at the whole process as a continuous dialogue with residents, and not just consultations, as happened previously. So we're not just waiting for Reg 18, which I seem to. Be to gather the point that, that would be a point of consultation. But we need to discuss the whole plan uh, with
3: local people with virtual town hall meetings at a very early stage to, to gather their views
5: on how they see this. And I would also suggest, as I as I said in our workshop a couple of days ago, that um, we should actually be looking at <laughs> excuse me, naming the stakeholders. And above all, it is the community who are the key stakeholders in this because we already live here. And we work here and we pay our taxes and we vote here. And the, we don't actually have to be imposed upon by central government. We have the right to make our decisions. We have a democratic right to say what we want and what we don't want and not to act as a second tier, a second level of government that is uh, that um, seeks to impose what the government is suggesting. Okay, can I leave it there for the moment? There, there are other points afterwards. Yeah, to that, I, I, I
2: have to disagree with, with your final statement. We are here to um, advise the council, to assist the council in the preparation of its local plan. It is a statutory requirement that we produce a local plan and the government specifies the rules and regulations by which that plan must be formulated.
3: There is no ifs, no buts, no maybes. We have to play the game according to the rules. We cannot challenge them on that. We have to do what we
2: are told. If we don't, then it will be whatever is considered appropriate for the district will be opposed upon us by government inspectors. So that will be my concern about that. We do not have any option there. In many respects, I wish that we could. I share your concern personally with um, something of a background in planning. I think the system is, is seriously flawed and it would be better done with allocating uh, development, thinking about it at the regional or, sub- or sub-regional level. But that's not the way it works. It's down to the local authority level. So, as to repeat, we have to play the game according to the rules, and the rules will become very apparent to us. With regard to your comments upon um, the greater detail in the terms of reference, I'm not precious about them at all, but what do other members think? Because I, I wouldn't want to spend massive amounts of time um, producing them. The way it is now, we would
3: probably have to come back to the next meeting with revisions, which shouldn't be on
2: the bounds of possibility. But I'll throw it open to other members. What do other members think about uh, um, what Council Light has suggested with regard to role, function, objectives, what constitutes success and failure? What I wouldn't want us to have to do is embark upon writing War and Peace at this point in time. We're going to have enough to wrestle with in the future, but
4: I, I throw it open to you. Uh, sorry, Chairman, it's a little unclear who wants to, because re- lots of hands were already up, I don't know who wants to respond to that particular point, so I don't know whether um, people want to just um, show their hand in the
2: screen or something like that. Councillor Padgett, the point you wanted to raise, and you don't have another point, could you take your... your hand down please because the next one in the previous batting order was councillor merrifield so may i go to councillor merrifield in the first instance and then leave it to other members to come back on that particular issue the one of the um the scale of the terms of reference
4: please councillor merrifield thank you very much chair um yes my point was point three um and the maximum looking at the number of minutes and of speaking now it it makes it i'm not saying i mean i think it's great that we've got people coming to speak and i would welcome members of the public speaking at any time um excuse me we have at the moment if with if people are coming to speak five minutes um as we know and if if we look back to the stansted um planning application coming back to the extraordinary planning meeting in january we had a, a lot of speakers and we had to do it over two days now as we know we have at this moment in time we changed the speaking arrangements in planning to four minutes for the public and five minutes for town councils and parish councils to be in line with the district councillors, um and that's working well but we we, we, got, we now have a disparity so we've got that With other committees and things within the the council, we have three minutes for public speakers and five minutes for councillors, district councillors. Um, So we're getting to be a a difference within all the the different groups. Um, I'm also thinking as we move on through this planning, through this process, we'll have more and more speakers. So we we need to have, I, I would suggest we need to have a maximum number And then at the discretion of yourself, um, to extend that perhaps at times, because there will be times when the subject is greater and there will be more people wishing to speak. Um, But I'm thinking perhaps four minutes for the public to be in line with planning committee. I don't know what other members think, four four minutes and five minutes for um, all councillors or everybody just has four minutes. I'm just thinking it cuts the time down, and I don't know what everybody thinks. And perhaps people could we could take a little sort of consensus vote on it or what? But either so either four minutes for the public and five minutes for all all councillors, or four minutes for everybody. I don't
2: know. I get quite a few thumbs up at, at that, but we are. What's the general consensus? Do you want to put thumbs up if you agree with that, or but for which for for everybody for five? Oh. The members of the public. And five minutes for members of this council or well, or I, I think we, yeah, we've got the, the go ahead for that. One of the related question to that though, if I may is should we have and I think I welcome um, what you've just been implying I think is uh, a maximum amount of time and therefore speakers at, at any particular meeting with a view to that being extended at the, either the chair's discretion or if the people wish to speak, it might merit, as it did with the airport application, uh, one particular meeting to allow everyone to come and have their say on, on whatever the subject matter is. What do members feel about
4: that? Should we, should we make a suggestion? What's in general and how long? What, what do you mean? Sorry, uh, Chair. Normal maximum time.
3: And then will that determine the number of speakers that could speak at any particular
2: group meeting? Might it be 15 minutes, 20
0: minutes, or what? Good or- maximum number of people yeah i think you have a maximum time for each one and then see how it progresses so people know i think also if i may we've all been at planning committee meetings and other meetings um where you have four or five people saying the same thing because people want to say maybe we've got to encourage people if they're in groups to have a chat and make sure that people aren't duplicating and having the same point it's a very tricky one i know um some of it's going to be by fear isn't it we might not have anybody for a while and then when things start getting a little bit more concrete then we might get more people going so i think like everything at this particular time um things are going to be transient and moving aren't they um as we go along as we assess because we are going to be listening and looking at what what is happening and adjusting accordingly and that's one of the positive things about this group Mr. to check Council
4: Light is shaking her head.
2: There's the light. May I ask you to respond to your... i <laughs> head
5: and shaking. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I have to say that I completely disagree. That um, unless we have, uh, for example, a weekly opportunity for residents to have their say, then we should not be limiting them. I come back to the point I made, which was the first stakeholders, and the key stakeholders are not the developers or the government. They are actually people who live in the community, people who live here. Therefore, to allow them, to enable them, and we were talking, uh, Sarah, I believe, has a paper where she talks about empowering people. If we are not empowering and enabling people to have their say, then we are already... Uh, shortening and I think reducing our remit. So I think that's a very dangerous uh, path to tread. So as I said, unless there is um, a structure whereby people can actually input uh, in between meetings, then we should not be limiting their ability to uh, communicate their feelings to us.
2: I agree with the principal uh, councillor. Um, I wouldn't want to stifle discussion. Uh, neither would I want to have uh, four to five minutes public speaking at one meeting and, and nothing the next. I'd rather be balanced. If people, uh, as has been suggested, I think it would be the chair's dis- discretion to extend a particular period if there's one or two people addition to the norm that, that wish to speak. What happened yesterday, for example, was that it was pointed out to me that a particular group had wished to speak and been denied the opportunity because they hadn't met the deadline. And it was basically um, our, our fault on the basis that this meeting was set up relatively or very quickly. But my response to that was, well, what's the matter with the next meeting? It's in two and a half weeks' time. And that, I think, I hope, will be pursued. So, worst case scenario, something like that could happen. Or, as I say, there could be special meetings, if need be, in which to allow people to speak. Do we not get the impression that people should be limited to speak? I agree with Councillor Leeson's view as well, that it's very, very difficult to get people to liaise and and find out, A, what the guy or lady down the road, the opposite side of the town or village, wants to say, you're not going to know. And at the time, if you've written a speech, it may be very difficult to come to a group like this and say, I'm not going to say anything because that person just said it. It may happen, it may not. We can encourage it, but there'll be um, no guarantee that it happen. So I think all being well with the sort that.
5: Thank you. If I me just
10: come back on. I agree with Alan, and I think we can trust Alan to extend the time whenever it's obviously needed. And I think that would be better to leave it to the to extend the time
5: as and when he feels it should be. I think if one is sorry, if I may, yeah, I think if one is actually looking at um, amount of people. So to put it quite simply, if if a thousand people are saying the same thing and we're getting the opportunity to hear that, then we know that then that point is critical. Um, so it is in a way, it's also a form of data collection to say that you know a thousand people agree with this statement, whatever that statement might be, or or uh, or not. So it is a way I'm not suggesting a thousand people turn up uh, you know during the meetings but to have to, to try start and collect that kind of data I think is also very useful because it gives us a brief a scale.
2: it may not be a critical point well know that it's shared but it doesn't necessarily make it critical but I take your point and,
0: and um, if I may just have a response to that point point. Um, when you say if 500 people say something with 80,000 residents, that means that 79,500 don't give a monkeys. Um, so I, think, I don't think that as a data collection that's fair. I think, uh, as I'm talking about, when um, Elston Parish Council have had problems before, we've ended up filling up the hall, and that looks like it's an important point. But we have 4,000 residents, and basically about 300 turned up, which is less than 10%. So I don't think that's a good form of data collection. I think that encourages people to have the more, the those that shout the loudest, which we all must be very careful about people that shout the loudest. Um, so I don't agree with that point at all. I think, Mr Chair, Councillor Emman was right that we all very much trust that you will do the time frame. I think we have to have a structure for the public to know. And also we, we must remember that if we, do, if we go further on the agenda later on, it does say that the council are going to engage with Quite a lot of people. There are plenty of opportunity to respond. All, I'm sure, ward councillors of all parties will be going to their parish council meetings and listening. And nothing stops anybody to emailing. So I think the public speaking may have a limit time, but that doesn't stop communication with anybody in the district to communicate us by other means.
2: Fine, thank you. May I ask just? For my benefit please if you don't need your blue hand up at the moment would you remove it because they're, they're, they seem to be fixed which may be fair if you keep wanting to make um, particular points so at the top of the list at the moment it's councillor
4: merrifield. Okay, councillor merrifield thank you very much chair i'd just like to go back on the thing of S- councillor like you said stakeholders and it's not just the developers and things of course it's not just the developers the people in this district are incredibly important. We will listen to them. It's not just you as their champion. We will listen to them. Every councillor on this panel, on this group, should listen to them. We will do. And we hope that every councillor on this council will listen. And every councillor should be supportive of this plan And if they are not, they are working against the people of the district, because we have had two failed plans, and that has worked against the people of this district. So, please, we will work, and we need to work together. So, I hope that you will work with us. Yes? Thank you. Thank you, Councillor. Councillor Pavitt, please. Sorry to catch your
2: weight.
3: Me?
7: But my, my space bar is not unmuting me for some reason. Um, yeah, it was just in response to Councillor Light's first remarks, which I must confess I didn't entirely understand. This seemed incredibly a bit complex, but which leads me to the point I'm about to make. Which my understanding is this is not a decision-making body. Uh, it has no legal responsibilities. It is there as a forum. And therefore, we really mustn't hide bound it by process and procedures. and requirements for this set and the other let's keep it as a as a ongoing workable forum with some pace and energy in it which allows us to question officers allows us to put ideas to officers vice versa allows the public to hear the the discussion you know the the debate so that they can start to get an informed opinion about the uh, local plan rather than simply have it thrown at them at some stage
3: and say hey do you like this or not Um, so let's, let's not get hanged on procedure
7: just at the moment. Let's keep it flowing.
2: Thank you, Councillor. Councillor Lemon, please.
10: Thank you, Chairman. Yes, just a, just a reply to part of Councillor Light and part of your answer to her when you said, yes, we have to play, unfortunately, we have to play by the government rules, but we do have to do that. That doesn't stop us challenging those rules and there will be times when we feel that we should challenge them, particularly on their
2: allocation of house numbers. Absolutely right, uh, because I spot that entirely. But what I wouldn't want to do is spend the first, say, six months arguing about housing numbers rather than getting on with the plan. I would personally, it's only me, not not necessarily the group. In circumstances like that, I would want us to be looking to progress the plan in whatever form it takes then on the basis of what we believe will be the number that the government is looking to achieve. But at the same time, also be looking to see if we can reduce that legitimately and pursue that. And then... When we have a definitive answer to that second point, then go ahead with whatever is likely to be the acceptable way forward. I would not want us to um, uh, risk wasting time. We, we don't have that luxury of time at the moment. That would be my response to that, but I do agree with your approach. Yeah, I, I agree about
10: the time, and we've got to be very conscious of time. It wasn't just about numbers. Governments have rules on Metropolitan Greenbelt. They might change that. We might not feel that that's a good thing. there, then there will be an awful lot of things that we may feel, yes, we need to challenge. But I, I agree with you. We, we've we got to be sensible about the time that we take on all these things. All right, thank you. Councillor Bagnall. Thanks, Chair. Uh, I think um, we have to recognise that we have to set off correctly. So whilst... The conversation has been a bit awkward around in terms of reference. It is important to get it right, but let's bear in mind that it can be updated as we go through this process, as will many things be. Uh, and the good news is, I think Council Light was talking about what success would look like. Well, I think we all know what success would look like. That's an adopted local plan by December 2023. Uh, and that's the one thing that we've all got to work towards. So we should put all of our party badges at the door and come in this as... Uh, collective people of Uttlesford, whether we take the parish council or else, no, it doesn't matter. We are all residents of this district, so we've got to do the best for our district. And also, just one final point, can people please stick to the
2: Blue hand system and not jump in? It's very frustrating. Indeed. Now, the next Blue on the top of my list, is Councillor Clemne. Again, you, you, you're mute, Councillor Lemon. I've been trying to lower it, and he won't lower. OK. All right, thank you. Councillor Reeve. Yeah. yeah, I think mine's now lower this time. I um, was going back to the points where you were talking about the working principles, and uh, in the, the aspects around the Code of Conduct, it's a, a bit of detail uh, the you referred to a, a local government association code of conduct. I wasn't quite sure which was the one you're looking at. Why don't you just follow the UDC's code of conduct, which tells us how to uh, make all our declarations? The reason for that is because I took advice from uh, Simon Pugh some weeks ago in in drafting that, so I was comfortable to in, to incorporate uh, what what he told me about that. That's my justification for it. Whether it's the best way, I don't know, but it seemed to me to be fair and reasonable and that's why it's in there, Ken. OK. Well, I mean, the, the detail that you mentioned was all absolutely correct. It was just that the reference didn't seem to be our one and I just found that strange. Yeah. And did Simon P. actually see, see your draft of what you read out there? Um, no, it didn't. I discussed it with him. Elizabeth. Smith date. and Elizabeth was comfortable with it. Okay. Thank you. There's the light.
5: Thank you, Chair. Um, I've got a specific point on uh, point number eight, the risk analysis. I don't actually understand the impact. Could uh, whoever wrote that to explain it? Was that was it, you, Chair, or Stephen Miles? Yes, Mr. Miles, can you, can, you, can you comment upon that, please? Uh, yes, certainly, Chair. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so the
12: risk analysis is looking at pressure um, for members, uh, matters to be discussed in the public. So this is a reference to um, the uh, recommendation from the East of England Local Government Association that these meetings be held in uh, private Um and the impact uh, of the uh, impact in there is referencing back to the reasons the peer review team suggested that these meetings should be held in private, whereby um, councillors would feel more comfortable, ask or could potentially feel more comfortable uh, asking questions which they might not want to ask in, in public, and furthermore, um, if the council were to discuss matters uh, relating to, say, the negotiation uh, on particular sites in public, then that may tip the Council's hand to the other parties in that negotiation. So
2: that's meant to be the point getting across in that impact. Bit of that report. Okay, does that answer your question, Council Light?
5: Yes, sort of thank you um, I, I mean the uh, the, 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 the ma- and we did discuss right at the beginning um, the, this thing about uh, you, you know whether there was a necessity if there are confidential um, areas for example uh, where are the commercial interests then then that's that's one issue um, I'm making the assumption here that there will be regular workshops in any case for all members. Uh, in order to, to to get greater understanding of the issues. Would I be correct in making that assumption? Perhaps Councillor Evans could uh, know the answer. Um, in, in, indeed.
1: Uh, you, I think you meet Councillor Light um, uh, council-wide workshops. Is that right? Is that what you meant? The answer to that is in, in the affirmative, and I think the one we had earlier this week is uh, a good example of Extremely good interaction with a uh, wise man whose uh, function will um, be available to us uh, hereafter. So yes, is the
2: answer. Okay, thank you. I think that virtually concludes. That seems to conclude the discussion on this subject. The only thing that needs to be finalised then is is what will be. Agreed. And there are two things, I think, that were major. One is the, um, the extent to which the terms of reference, now the scope of them, is adequate for requirements. And my impression, the last 15, 20 minutes, is that generally it is in terms of we don't need chapter and verse on it all. Is, is that generally agreed? Can I, can I have a, a show of hands please I think yes I think that's yes it is the vast, the vast majority the one exception um, council light uh, which is fine that's well okay well hope hopefully you'll be satisfied with the outcome the second issue is this um, public speaking. I think we've agreed four minutes for members of the public, five minutes for members of, of whatever. The question, therefore, and we may have answered it, forgive me if we have, is either the length of time or the number of speakers that we're going to be. Do we have a, a, a view on that? And if so, could you remind me as to what on earth it is, please? Ten minutes, I'm being... Shown by Councillor Tens- Merrifie, I think. Is that right, Councillor? No, could you?
4: Well, I was going to suggest maximum of ten people, and then... Right. Because well, that would either be somewhere between... That
2: would be an hour.
4: It's an hour. I mean, that's quite a long time, but you might not necessarily get... That many people each time. Indeed, indeed. You just you—just
0: escalating. You're mute. Yeah, know. Yeah. Sorry, my spacebar wasn't working. Um, I wonder whether it should be a time frame for each meeting, so we know. Because actually, it doesn't have to be so many number of speakers. Ten people at five minutes. You might have people that only want to come and speak for two minutes or make one point. Um, so we don't want to limit it that i think there should be an allocated time frame i would prefer an allocated time frame i think people know that people can read it and understand that and then if um lots of speakers come forward then ben can do the discretionary chat with alan about whether to let sorry chair whether to let more people in or not i would like an i would like a designated time frame for each meeting, that's me personally, but I'll go with the democratic vote.
2: Thank you. I don't disagree, but what what sort of time are we talking? What would you think?
0: Well, I personally think a maximum of four, well, if you said ten people at five minutes, that's fifty minutes. I think to this, I think that's too long. Um, if we think about it realistically, if it's going to be a big thing and lots of people might have to have a separate meeting, I think an hour on Zoom listening to public speakers can be quite tricky. And if we've got a lot of work to get through and we start at seven, that means we don't start at eight. That means, you know, we might carry on to 10, half as 10. As I said earlier, I think that we are, this is going to be a little bit more changing. As as Councillor Bagwell said, it's going to change as we go along. So we ought to, I think we ought to test the waters and see. I personally think at this moment, I think maximum for me, 45 minutes, absolute max. Okay, thank you. Some
2: of the speakers, Councillor Light is top of the list.
5: Thank you, Chair. Uh, yes, I, I think that um, if we, as said, if we could actually structure in between as uh, perhaps taking into account or inviting uh, residents to contact via email. Perhaps there could be, uh, I don't know, a central email address or directly to each of the ward councillors and to hold regular um, external meetings meetings, <laughs> um, which would be outside of this group where people can actually speak and we'll be able to understand um, better, I think, what uh, where where their um, opinions and what their thoughts actually are. I think that... Um, I would be sorry. Let me.
2: May I may just finish. I would just. I would be against limiting uh, the opportunities to speak uh, too much. Thank you. Oh yes, me, me too, me too. But what, the point I was going to make uh, was that what I think you suggested will be doing in the con- in the context of public consultation
0: in any event. Councillor Lees, you you wanted to speak. Sorry, Mr Chair, you actually answered the question for me. I think um, we have to remember, if I may gently say, Councillor Light, that it's not going to be just about this meeting. If you've read the next um, agenda item, it says about everybody's going to engage. Lots of people are going to be able to talk to people. As I said earlier, not all of our ward councillors here and every every ward and every party are going to be listening to people and talking are engaging where we live people are going to come it has said that we're going to engage it's not going to be just about this particular meeting and i would like chair to to make that very clear that we are not limiting any public speaking at all what we are limiting is public speaking at this particular uh, meeting at the council we are not limiting people's opportunity to communicate converse and deal with the members of the public and i think Everybody
2: agrees that here, so
10: if I may, um, Mr Chair, I think we could put that to bed now, please. Fine, thank you. Councillor Bagnell. Uh, Chair, I think it's a mistake trying to agree something, because everyone's got a different view on time, so I think you should take it away and you see what's on the agenda for that particular meeting, and then agree how much time per person or collectively based on what's on the agenda, because you might have a light agenda and allow a bit more, so... Uh, unfortunately, I think this, this session has got a little bit political and it didn't need to, and I think we've spent too much time on this stuff. Uh, I think
2: you need to take it away and just agree with democratic services when you have a meeting. OK, thank you. Councillor Reeve, and then Councillor Kate and, and then that, that's it, I think. Yes. OK, thank you. I, I must say I'm inclined to agree with uh, Councillor Bagnall here.
6: Uh, I think the, um, the four minutes uh, was, was the one we agreed in. I don't think if you put a, a time limit on it, that doesn't actually work because people again just to say in advance they wish to speak. So at the end of the thing, if they're then cut off and not allowed to speak, I think that would be uh, inappropriate. So if we were to say something, then it would be, say, eight people max, and it has to be the number of people, not the time limit. Uh, but I, th- I agree with um, Councillor Fagnall, that better not to say anything and just leave it at four and, uh, on a per-meeting basis.
11: Thank you. Complicated. Yes, I think I, I, I do think we are making a big issue of, of this at the moment. I'm not sure we should shouldn't do that. Just see how it goes, and, and then actually make a decision in the light of experience. Because I think that we can we can have thirty minutes, we could have. Uh, uh, a number of speakers than meet,
2: but that, that will be unsatisfactory in some circumstances. So in the end, it's going to come down to your discretion. Indeed, thank you. We are, we are due to review the process in six months anyway, so we'll then we can just monitor how it's going and see what we think about it. The group decision. Right, thank you. Well, let us move on to the next item... And um, this but this is um, community engagement on the local plan. And at the beginning of this, I'm going to ask Councillor Evans to comment and update you all on um, Sarah Nicholas's job description, because it's been the subject of some uh, some discussion and concern for reasons which are readily rectifiable, I think. But will ask Councillor Evans to explain that, if I may.
1: Sorry, I apologise. Perhaps I could speak in a a moment, uh, Chairman, because I've got a printer running, which will be rather annoying. Uh, Okay, they're
2: going to ask
5: me to speak right now. Sorry about that.
2: We'll come back back to that then. And in the meantime, I'll ask Mr. Miles to present this uh, this report to the group, if I may, Stephen. Thank you. Thank
12: you, Chair. Um, Just a short introduction. Uh, Consultation and engagement on the new local plan uh, will be key to its success. Officers are currently drafting a statement of community involvement and supporting engagement strategy um, with the aim of of taking these through uh, governance processes to be agreed in September.
3: This report is being brought before you today uh, to get your feedback uh, on, on engagement
12: and how to uh, to do that with the new local plan so that can be incorporated into the engagement strategy. The report looks at at the what, the who, the when, and the how, uh, and includes three discussion points at the end of it that that members may want to use to inform their discussion this evening. Thank you.
2: Okay, thank you, Mr. Miles. Do I have uh, any members wishing to comment upon this? No? Oh, Councillor Cato, Councillor Cato, what do you have to say? Well, I thank you Mr. Chairman.
11: I'm slightly concerned that
3: as written, the report kind of
11: reflects the old process which is is about regular... Regulation 18 being an options and um, an options paper, and, and consult, consultation on the options uh, paper. Whereas I think the feeling that came out of the workshop uh, the other day was much more uh, supportive of the idea of the conversation um, concept, where.
3: We might ask questions, uh, but not have any
11: options. Um, and I'm certainly much more in favour of being flexible in, in the Regulation 18 phase of the the, the process. Um, uh, and I mean, I've got some detailed comments about, you know, the problem with. The consultation channels, which have been talked talked about in the paper, in the main they are uh, they are digital, and there will be a fair percentage of our population that aren't are digitally excluded, and we need to be thinking about how we get to them. And I'm not sure that we've actually captured the, the ideas of, you know, the old paper-based system actually reinforcing uh, social media and, and digital communication. So I would like us to be thinking about, you know, these days you don't get many leaflets stuck through your letterbox and therefore that kind of novelty might actually and get people to go to the digital channels. We are kind of assuming that everybody is hooked on digital all the time and know that there is a local plan which might affect their road, their community, going to happen. But I'm afraid that the great unwashed out there are never very interested in local affairs until it hits them in the face. So I, I do think there is, a, there is an education uh, stage where but we need to be thinking about how do we engage the whole community. Because my fear is with this strategy, we're only going to be going to the, the computer literate. Mayor, thank you for that.
2: May I, I a to question, may I bounce that to, to Mr. Miles and get your view on Councillor Caden's concern? Sure. Um, so,
12: I mean, it's, it's the perfect, uh, perfect venue to be raising these concerns to make sure that we, we can uh, capture them uh, in the draft SCI and, and engagement structures that we're working on at the moment. I mean, the, the paper before you today does, in terms of the channels, does talk about uh, more than just digital. It, it talks about posters and, and leaflets, and piggybacking on on other events. Um, but if if there's any other thing, any other ways of, of doing it in there which you think we missed and which you think will will help with our with the success of, of engagement, then uh, we, we welcome we welcome them and, and we want to include them in the strategy to make sure that we make sure that the engagement can be a success. Just come
11: back. I mean, one of the things I was going to mention is obviously we don't seem to have got any idea about piggybacking on village publications and village magazines, where those are channels which people do actually read um, because they're interested in their very local community. And I do really think we need to be, be looking, being a bit more creative.
12: That's all. Okay, thank you, Councillor Knight. Excellent idea. Yeah. Um, good. Good. We, we can certainly make sure. To...
5: Thank you, Chair. I don't actually, just point of information. I don't actually do social media at all, so I'd definitely be a person um, who would be left out and, and may not know where I living in a happy. Yeah you. Only um, I'm happy not to do social media. More, I'm delighted that there we are. I totally agree. Um, if I may just come to the points uh, that, that I've made a note of. Um, just on the previous page, on page, uh, sorry, a couple of pages up, on the terms of reference, there was one point which was I wanted to ask. On the first point, how will the development needs be agreed and by whom? I think we should clarify that. Um, however, now on page nine, I'm sorry, but the wrong mouse. Um, points fifteen and sixteen. I'd just like to ask: um, At what point, the, uh, the council? What point of development will the plan be? And at what point? Um, how can the residents actually engage early on in the plan? And be empowered and uh, help create the vision for Uttlesford. The way I'm reading it is that there will be, that will be like a consultation at Reg 18, which is surely too late to actually input. This was what I was saying earlier that community should be asked at a very, very early point. Um, We need to be starting the conversation with people right now. Um, that's one point. If I can just make another one here, which was on page ten, the gunning principles, which are in the footnotes at the bottom of page ten, uh, I think they are. I think that principle is absolutely critical and should be included uh, with the other principles. So, sufficient information, not an overload of a big fat book, but sufficient as we go along, in order
2: to be able to understand and participate in the process. I think with regard to your previous point, uh, I'm going to hazard a guess that Mr Miles will be delighted to answer that, because we will be heavily engaged uh, with seeking to consult if that's the right term, uh, and converse, and whatever else, at at the outset. But, Mr Miles, would you like to answer that? Thank you
12: Chair. Uh, Yes, um, quite right. But I think, um, thinking back to the workshop, uh, the well, all-member workshop Monday this week, the, the ideas put forward by um, the review team there about a, a series of interlinked conversations on, on a number of different themes to start starting off the engagement process early uh, and, and without any fixed ideas or anything to allow the community and other stakeholders to input into the process and, uh, and shape process um, so that they the, uh, the idea they talked about there using these, these series of interlinked conversations based on a number of themes was instead of the, the traditional issues and options uh, process whereby the council would publish uh, a report which had, would be, tend to be a little bit longer than they should be setting out all the issues and options and allowing and getting public to comment on that, you have this uh, more fluid engagement process, and, and at the end of that, we, we take away, we write up all these all the comments that people made through this engagement process, and use that to develop the plan. And so, I think that is some. I think, in terms of um, the report before you tonight, that, that doesn't quite capture that uh, the ideas that the the peer review team suggested on Monday. But I, I think those ideas are good, and I think. They, they are something that we should be exploring in the uh, in the
5: engagement session thank you if I can just come back to uh, I just want to understand what you were saying so you're thinking right from the get-go right from the beginning
12: to start uh, to start actually talking with people did I understand that correctly that was what the peer review team was suggesting and
5: yes and an ongoing process throughout
12: but so um I mean they were suggesting that there is an ongoing process to ongoing engagement to start off the process Um, and that would that could be an engagement over a number of months Um, but at at some point we have to then take what people are saying and start
3: to draft the plan and of course we can then still engage with people but it will be
12: um, as we start to make decisions about what should be in the plan and what shouldn't the engagement starts to, to change
5: Thank you. Um, I do have another question. I some,
9: uh, somebody else wants to come in on this particular point. Oh, no, 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 it, it's okay. It's, it's, down. it's in the next bit. Okay, thank you. Councillor Freeman. Yes, thank you, Chairman. <clears throat> I think the most important thing, and it's important it's the vital that we get it right at this stage, you were talking about engagement and digital engagement and there is a very significant portion of our society which are basically disenfranchised because you have to do everything uh, on a computer or whatever, uh, and obviously that's the way we work. I'm anxious to make sure that uh, people who either don't have access to a computer, don't have IT skills, etc., etc., are not disenfranchised. And it's very difficult to do this. One of the key features is to make sure that written submissions are captured and taken note of. People still know how to write. They can still put pen to paper. We need to cope with that. It's very tempting to say, Here, in this box, make your representation uh, on, on a, a computerised form. And it's all processed by some means or another. We, uh, we, we very definitely need to uh, move away from that. We assume a much higher level of it and digital competence than is general throughout the uh, throughout the population an example strangely has come to light in the COVID crisis with um, <clears throat> children being taught at home some children just lap that up easy dead easy some households don't have the it back up they don't have a piece of wi-fi don't have know anybody knows how to do that sort of thing and those children are totally sort of out of out of the stream. And I'm not I don't have any solutions to that. But we want to make sure that the consultation in this is not just for people who have confidence at a computer and a decent computer system to do it. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Yes,
9: Sorry.
8: Sorry. Yeah I was just gonna say that perhaps ward councillors should take a role in their monthly update community meetings. And visit parish council meetings also. Um, there are Facebook pages uh, or obviously village magazines and uh, perhaps we could advertise those as a council. I know that when we had letter writing to do at other um, other wards. Sort of We've actually tried to help people with that as well if they've got a problem or they don't know how to put it together. So maybe in our, in our monthly parish council meetings, if we actually tried to advertise that and said we would give people help or, you know, I mean, I know it's not, you don't want to sound like you're putting words into people's mouth, but they could actually get some help from us in, in whatever way they want. And that often works, particularly the older, older generation. You, you know, I've got something to say, but not quite sure how to actually go about expressing it.
2: Yes, indeed. That's very helpful. But as
8: you say, that have to be careful. You have to be careful that And I do think our actual meetings, we are supposed to have these meetings, and we, we have had them before COVID times, to actually go out and speak to our parishes. And I think that would be ideal, really. The face, you know, get our faces out there as well to make people realise we are trying to listen to everything that's being thought about, you know. Thank you. Mr. Thank you, Chair. Uh, just wanted to say that when, when you're looking at
10: engagement, um, you've got 61 town and parish councils out there, and I have got that number from uh, Councillor Lees earlier today. So we should make use of the town and parish councils, because if, if there's an engagement process, they know how best to engage with their local people. So if we get the message to them and engage with the town and parish councils, let them work it out, because they'll, they'll probably know most of the people that are going to struggle one way or another. So, let them do some of the donkey work, rather than us try and solve all the problems.
2: Fine, I do not disagree at all. An excellent idea. Councillor Merrifield, please. Thank you, Chair. Um, yeah, I
4: agree with Councillor Bagnor and Councillor Sutton. Um, the parish... Town and parish councils will be able to do a lot of that. I think d- doing things like focus groups, for want of a better word, bringing people in, um, asking them what would they like to see. You know, people are going to say different things. Some, some people are going to say they don't want anything, you know, because they will do. Um, but that's unfortunately not an option, as we know. Um, but what what type of things would they like to see there? What type of things would they like to have? Um, all, everything that's down on the list, you know, the A to K is all all good things. Um, the libraries have um, computers that people can use, so perhaps we could have sessions when they, when we get to that stage that people could help them. Wasn't there before enablers to help people? Didn't we have people going out, or was, was that in Braintree? I can't remember because I was obviously involved with both did we have enables, Stephen, that help people fill in forms or do forms?
12: Not specifically. I mean, officers would help um, uh,
4: members of the public fill in the form if they needed it, but we didn't have specific enablers. That might, that might have been brain tree, then, I think. Uh, I, I know there was some somewhere there was enable people that helped. In, it was enablers, sort of employed. They were, they were workers. It might have been... I honestly can't I'll try and find out where it was from, but I know people helped. Um but I agree, Richard, that pe- there are people that will want to fill in um forms. Um so yeah, there's a whole there's a whole range of things, but really that's all we have on the just now. Thank you. Thank you. Councillor Leeds, please.
0: The great joy of going last is that other people have said what you want to say beforehand. Councillor Sutton, Councillor Bagnor. Um, Absolutely. And also, Councillor Caton, I think you're absolutely right about the village magazines. And I'm sure that most board members write for their village magazines, but we could do that. And also a regular update with the parish councils, which we're actually starting, I think, this week to say that we've started. I think the engagement appropriation at the early stages of the plan, I think you've come up with some really innovative ideas, um, Stephen, particularly in the COVID Time and I think that, as uh, just to reiterate, Councillor Sutting is we are responsible and district councils are responsible as well. So, if we get the message out, it should cascade down.
2: Yeah, thank you. But you are not um, you, wrong, Council, you are wrong, Councillor Leach, in that you're not quite the last. Councillor Lemon. Thank you, Chair. Yes, I agree with everything that's been
10: said. But what we have to do is let the councillors that aren't on this working group know that they, it's their duty to put it in their village magazines, and they should go to their parish council. I, I'm assuming they all do, but I'm pretty sure some don't, and
7: some village some magazines don't get much mention. But I think we need to involve all councillors to get this, the message spread. You can't just leave it on the ones on this. Thank you. Councillor no, Public, please. Uh, yes, just picking up on what Councillor Bagnall said. In mean, my understanding, is that the district council's job is to go and talk to their parish councils, you know, attend their meetings, um, get
3: feedback, and that's the form in which the, the district council can say, "Well, look, if you feel
7: strongly about that, come along and say something at the local plan, you know, group, um, rather than leave, uh, and put a structure to it that will." district councillors to do just that to take, you know, to, to listen to parish council, make suggestions, invite their response so that we get a sense of focus to the feedback we get rather than it being like a scattergun approach with people just turning up and firing off on whatever's on their mind if, you know, if, we can, if we can help the parish councils gather their thoughts together and focus their thoughts and
2: bring them to us Fine, thank you um, that seems to be that on that particular topic I think uh, we've given it a good going over and um, we have an overall consensus I think so thank you for that everyone moving on to the last item on the oh no, no, before I do that I'm being remiss, I'm going to go back to Councillor Evans if I may, if his printer has stopped, and if he, if he could comment on uh, Sarah's Job description, please, which has caused an element of angst, which I can understand, but it's um, it's not an issue, as I understand also, which he will explain. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Apologies for my
1: printer running. It was actually printing out the uh, March 2019 Statement of Community Involvement um, for me to uh, remind myself about that particular text. Uh, But just in relation to job descriptions, um, uh, perhaps I can just uh, clarify that um, several of the officers have in their current job titles um, the words Garden Communities uh, and and then their particular role, their particular status uh, given. Uh, Those uh, uh, job descriptions uh, were given uh, historically, of course. Uh, And uh, this is a um, human resources matter. uh, But those job descriptions uh, are not um, intended to reflect any predetermination or any uh, view expressed uh, by um, the administration or uh, by Uttlesford generally as to the relevance or the uh, way in which garden communities uh, will feature or not feature in our future plans. Uh, So it's an historical term. Uh, and the Human Relations Department at Euston is in the process of uh, rearranging the uh, nomenclature for those uh, for the individuals uh, concerned. And so, uh, in place of uh, the current um, uh, job descriptions, um, a different job description will be uh, applied. And uh, I think uh, the words "local plan" and "new communities" team and members uh, of of that uh, team will be identified. At as such, uh, from, I think, next week onwards, when the HR department has um, attended to that, Uh, so that uh, that there's no hair uh,
3: there to be uh, left out uh, running, so perhaps I can just um, clarify
1: that for everyone, Um, but um, if you'd be kind enough, um, uh, Chairman, to allow me uh, to say a few um, concluding words, if I may. Uh, Well, thank you for um, inviting me to uh, attend. Um, It is my intention to um, sit in the wings uh, of these uh, meetings uh, hereafter uh, and uh, will be delighted to respond to any questions which members uh, have of me as portfolio uh, holder. Uh, And I'm uh, more than an interested uh,
3: observer of course uh, and i will seek to attend all of your meetings with a view to uh, providing uh, continuity
1: uh, to the um, uh, cabinet uh, and i think that um, questions <coughs> from individuals uh, of me would certainly be well would certainly be welcome uh, as and when so thank you for asking me to attend today well, thank you our pleasure uh...
2: Last item on the agenda, please, may I look to Mr Miles again to present this to the group. Thank you, Mr Miles.
12: Thank you, Chair. Um, when the Council resolved to withdraw the local plan back in April, it also resolved to keep the Government up to date uh, with the progress on the new local plan for the District. The council will therefore be writing to the Ministry of Housing and the Government on a quarterly basis keep them of progress on the Uppensford Local Plan. The report before you this evening uh, provides some text in the form of a few short paragraphs, uh, which will be, is, is proposed to be uh, put into a
2: letter to government. Book for you today for you to note and for your comments. OK, thank you very much. Does anyone have any um, comment to make with regard to this? Draft response to the government. Councillor Light,
5: please. Yep, thank you, Chair. It's just a, a point on on uh, number 9.9. Nine. Um, at Cabinet on 9th of July, the Council agreed. Surely that should read, Cabinet agreed? Yep. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Councillor Reeve. Yes, uh, thank you, Chair. Uh, the, the silly one, um,
6: MHCLT. I am afraid I didn't know what that stood for. I was just curious to know. The report itself is, is fine with me, but it's just that particular acronym I didn't know.
12: Ministry for Housing, Communities and Local Government. Thank you very much. I probably could have worked it out now. Thank you.
2: Anyone
10: else? If... Yes, Councilor Bagnall. Yes. Yeah just a minor and it's it's not even it's not significant but it isn't a typo it's uh, under the mitigating actions in your risk analysis Stephen. Uh, you say the quarterly updates to mhclg will provide the government confidence that the council is working towards a new local plan uh, I, i'm not you might want to reword that because just getting quarterly updates won't necessarily give them the, the confidence it will be with the content so just having quarterly the updates isn't what's key it's the, the quality of the update or the progress that's being made so you might want to add a few words to that me to get in actions yep fair comment thank, Nothing you.
12: Else
2: for me, Chair? thank you i have a few suggestions if i may but it is just me so i'm going to look to the uh, to the group to um out with the thumbs or whatever else, thumbs up or down, as to whether or not you think these will be appropriate. In the context of paragraph 8, between the two sentences now, I don't think it would do any
3: harm, quite the opposite, in fact, to think to, or to suggest this wording
2: or something similar. It should be noted that members did not accept the review team's recommendation. That the members' group considering the officer's recommendations on the plan, see below, should be small and held in private. This was considered to be unacceptable to both members of the council who may wish to be involved in the process and, more importantly, to, mem- to members of the public to whom the council had committed to being open and transparent. That's the first of three comments. What do members think about that? Is that appropriate or not for inclusion in this responsive government? I have three, four, five. That will do me. Six. which may be my own uh, limited reading skills, I don't know, but in paragraph 9, would it be appropriate to replace the word process for clarity with...
10: in line with the diagram so if you change the wording to reflect uh, the recommendations going through scrutiny before the cabinet then that
2: would be in line with the diagram probably yes so uh, what do we need do you think we need to make any changes then or not to that to the wording or is it fine as it stands fine as it stands okay I'll buy that we are now after three months, probably um, at the end of the letter, Council wishes to emphasise that in producing the local plan, it is currently totally committed to achieving the government's specified target adoption date for the local plan of the end of December 2023. What do we think about that? Yes, I have a couple. Any more? Any more takers? Yes, we have... Uh, we have a... uh, sorry. Certainly, Councillor the Council wishes to emphasise that in producing the local plan, it is currently totally committed to achieving the government's specified target adoption date for the local plan of the end of December 2023.
5: And what happens if we don't? Well we change it. And this,
2: as I said earlier on, these things slip. Chances are that we won't. But for the time being, we've only just started we are three months in since we've um since we made this decision. We must be committed to that date at the outset, in my view. Anyway. Mr. Miles, would you like you would like to comment upon Uh, Yes, please, uh, Chair. Sorry, I
12: I can't raise my blue hand. I think I might be a co-host and therefore not able to do that. Um, I would caution against um, committing to a particular timetable at the moment. Officers are currently working up the local development scheme for the uh, local plan with a project plan behind that to make sure that the timetable that is being proposed is realistic. Like I said, we're aiming to get that to, um, to Cabinet in uh, September. That will be after the next quarterly update to government. and So we will have the opportunity to say to government that in our next update what we think the timetable is, backed up by, by the project plan.
2: Thank you. This is of concern to me, personally, in that it, it's, I think it's implicit in what you've said that we won't hit that day, which may well be the case, as I keep saying, but at this point in time, pending us having seen that detailed plan, I've used that magic word currently, as in currently totally committed, in three weeks' time, when we've seen and gone over this, uh, this proposal, the world might be a little different, but I'm, I'm wary um, if we don't say this, then the first comment we will have, which will be in the second uh, letter in six months' time, is: "Oh, we've just started. We're not well. If if we agree in what three weeks' time, that means in three weeks, in less than four months, we'll have said now we won't be doing this." And I'm uneasy about. Giving that message. I would want us to be, when the time comes, totally convinced that it is not possible to hit that target date. I've no doubt we will be. I'm just reticent about admitting that as the first comment um, in this, what will be the second letter, but at this time, can we not make that commitment or oh, put in? Some kind of wording pending. Whatever, whatever comes to light in terms of um, of what we think the detailed plan would entail. Because I, from previous discussions, I've seen this plan and I'm concerned that it extends the period till July of the following year. That's seven months and three and a half years. That's a lot in three months. To me, what are your thoughts? Do and, and um, you share my views, members? Or am I on my own on this one? Councillor Bagnell and Councillor Sutton have their
0: hands raised,
2: Mr Chair. Right, fine, thank you, Councillor Bagnell. Oh, sorry, I've lost track of these. Sorry, I'm not going to go
10: first, Chair, because I know other people have their blue hands raised, so can you go by the blue hands? Yes, you go. For, you go first, please. Okay. Right. So uh, it's a challenge, really, to Mr. Miles. Um, so um, we have a we have a clear deadline by the government uh, that's over three years away. Uh, so what we should be doing is we should be pulling our plans together. And if our plan extends beyond that date, then we need to look at why it extends beyond that date and how we can bring that in. So I think we we must set off with a clear aim to meet the deadline of December 2023 and then work backwards from that and then look at the plans that you submit and see where we can bring those dates in. Because at the moment, we're, we're being driven from the ground up by officers and we have no idea of whether it really should take six months for that or five months for that. And if we've only got four months to do something, then we need to do it in four months. And if we need more resource to do it, then we'll need to challenge that at the time. So I think we really have to plan seriously. And if a plan shows that we're in the middle of 2024, then we need to pull all the stops out to bring it into 2023. So I think that's we must do that. Uh, and it's really important that we do that.
2: Thanks, Jeff. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Councillor Caton, please. Uh,
11: thanks, Mr. Chairman. Uh, I think I'm I'm in agreement with uh, Councillor Bangle. I think I agree with stretched targets in this situation rather than uh, the easy option uh, of kind of delaying at the beginning. My one query is, what did our East of England... LDA peer group reviews indicate. I thought that the document did indicate uh, that they expected not to meet the December 2023 deadline, um, and therefore, are we in danger of being inconsistent if we uh, if we stick to the December 2023 um, deadline are we just ignoring our advisors advice
2: well we've done that before we can do that again if it's uh, if we consider it appropriate as as or to repeat what I've said on more than one occasion this evening I've no doubt it will flip I'm just apprehensive about the first letter after three months saying or oh, allowing it to slip. I'd rather commit now to I think we are trying to to hit that plugin. That's my um uh. moral objective. it. <laughs> Adoption by December
7: twenty-two suggests to me that this plan will have to be submitted to the planning inspector by the end of twenty-two. Because you know, by the time we've got an, a, a, an appointment for an inspection and we've had the you know, letters back and forth, you know, the whole process is a bit more experienced. That's going to take a year by the time it's then gone
2: through council and been adopted. So we basically have two years, two and a bit years, to get the plan together. You know, let, let, let's have a quick reality check here. I mean, is this at all possible? I'm sure you're right. I suspect not. But do, do we concede in the first letter to not if it won't spell it out in the second letter that will be the message. That, that's only my my concern as one individual, as one member of this group. What, what are you suggesting, Councillor Palvey? Okay. Thing and just uh, emerge, or what? Well, I mean, I must confess, up to this
3: point, I've been laboring under a slight misapprehension. I assumed it would be filing the plan with the inspectorate by the end of 23. Not adopting it
7: by the end of 23. So, I don't know. I, I, I must confess, I, you know, I don't have enough experience of dealing with, with uh, MHLCG to understand the ecology of going back and forth with with statements about how you know whether you're going to meet the deadline or not, I, really, I tend I tend to work on the basis of truth and reality, whereas maybe that's not what's required in this instance. Maybe it needs to be blurred a little bit. I really don't know. read, please. Thank you. I, I I do like the idea of putting uh, just. Uh,
3: a statement in the uh, in
6: the report to, to a date in the risk analysis you use a slightly different date, so you're talking about uh, just beyond December of 2023. Uh, so it's all so you know there are dates written down. I, I must say I'm in favour of, of committing to the target at this point in time. I have all the flow charts and planning
3: document or planning
6: details to show uh, all the steps that we've got to go through. And and our challenge of that, etc., etc. So I'm in agreement with uh, with others who have said that first we need to um, to see the plan, challenge the plan, take
2: it from there. But in the meantime, uh, to target the uh, our given target and state that. Okay, thank you Uh, for that, Councillor Merrifield,
4: please. It sounds to it's like we're gambling you know, we're taking, you know, I don't play, I don't gamble and I don't play poker and stuff like that, but it sounds like we're gambling. And what, you know, let's go and gamble this. And do we we tell them the truth or do we gamble? Um, Have we spoken to them? Have officers, have senior officers spoken to them? Because they've got to know that is this an is this an impossible task? Have they spoken to us, Stephen? Have we spoken to anybody there?
12: I've spoken to um, to the people at, at the ministry. Yes, uh, not with any specific timetable because we didn't and don't have any specific timetable at the moment.
4: No. So they have not said. They've not, Nobody said. Well, I don't envy you trying to get all this done by December twenty three. Stephen, Steve,
12: you know? No? Uh, no, they've not made that statement to me, or, or any words to that effect.
4: Right. OK. Yeah, could I quickly come back? Yes, uh, again.
3: Having thought about your question, uh, and and how,
7: how government tends to tends to behave as they love their targets, they love their by-dates, even if they're completely unrealistic, they still set them Um so I wonder whether we just have to go with the flow on that and go, yep, I came to you,
4: 7.23. That's what we'll go for. And until such time as we have to come forward and say we can't meet it, that's our target. Well, that's, that's what I was meaning. Let's just roll the dice. Let's just go with it. You know? not gambling, though, Karen. are not gambling. we're not gambling, no, not gambling but we're, we're, we're playing the game. We're rolling yeah. playing the game. That's what I mean. We... Playing in the knowledge that... And we're doing everything
9: right. Yeah. We're trying to, yes, yes. Yeah. Jennifer Freeman, please. Sorry to keep. I oh, know. I've only just put my hand up. <clears throat> um, the thing to do with this <clears throat> sort of project, I suggest, is that you, you take the end date and you work back from it, because that's all we can do. <clears throat> uh, and you assume it done. In other words, we've got our plan out there and it's been adopted or whatever whatever the end point is, and you work back and you make yourself a timetable
3: And you say, well, that's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to give it our very best effort.
9: And if we can't, you'll be the first to know. Uh, you, you can't go into it saying, actually, it's just impossible, right, I'm going to try. Um, and there's nothing better than a hard deadline to focus the mind and find out ways of doing things very quickly. Uh, it's it, with, with There's a Saying, a ghastly saying that failing to plan is planning to fail. Uh, You get it drummed into you in project management. Uh, And this is basically this is an exercise in project management. Uh, If somebody expects to receive a deadline by the end of 2023 and they're going to get upset otherwise, that's what they expect to hear, then give it to them and we'll attenuate it later on. We have a government that promises anything. (laughs) Doesn't worry about deadlines at all. I mean, I think we should take an example from them. I mean, you you can't get a better example than what they're doing central government. They'll promise anything, uh, regardless of the reality or the physics or the biochemistry or anything else. Uh, And, uh, you know, they revise it every day of the week. So I I think go with the deadline that we've been set, rather than say at this point we can't do it. But bear in mind that we're going to be revising that, I think, every three months, possibly. Hopefully not every three months. Every three months we have the opportunity to tell people how well we're getting on. Although once,
2: Councillor, as a slight side, I went to a meeting uh, of, I think it was 13 authorities in Essex at the time uh, in Mr Miles' position and uh, in that three-month period, every local plan had slipped. Oh, two. One, one was... Castle Point, why? Because we didn't know what Castle Point thought because he never came to the meetings. <laughs> it wasn't my authority. Why didn't our timetable slip? Easy, because we didn't have a timetable at the time. But apart from that, eleven out of thirteen slipped in a quarter. It's not clever, but it's the way it, that it is it is reality. I'm sure
9: I'm sure, Chairman, that they did not say they were going to slip beforehand. Oh or no. Went into that with um, with good heart, and I think we should do so likewise. Indeed, thank you, Council Bagwell. Thanks for letting me come back, Chair. Uh, Just to reiterate the point: so,
10: until we've actually got a plan on the table that we can scrutinise, we couldn't possibly do anything but go with that date. The only alternative you'd have is not put any date at all. But it just seems ludicrous. So, sorry, Stephen, to sort of put you on the spot, but. What you'll need to do is you'll need to give us the plan as soon as possible and we'll have to work through it because there might be some areas where we can shave time uh, and it might be on consultation. It might be with the district councillors going to the parish councillors to say instead of a four-week consultation, it's a three-week consultation. Whatever it may be, but we do need to see something on the table first so we can work backwards from that. And and, and We're planning on bringing a, a draft document.
12: To Network Plan Leadership Group, thank you. Can, so, you... Just, can I come back on some other points? Yes, certainly. Stephen. Thanks. Sorry, I think my internet's a bit. Um, so at the moment, we are working off the project plan um, to inform the timetable, uh, and, and until and we're trying to be as ambitious as possible in order to as, to meet the government's deadline as best we can. Um, and we'll see how that, how that goes. Initial indications are that it might not go, which is why I was um, nervous about including a commitment in this letter if it changes in three months' time. Um, some some of, the, of the points raised, in terms of what we could, on what basis the timetable that's been suggested we're currently looking at, is why, where that's come from, that has come from the local government association peer review team. They advised us to look at Selby Borough Council's timetable uh, as a quick, time t- relatively quick timetable for getting a local plan in place. And that is just uh, about four years. Um, there was another question about what it was that could be cut in order to make the timetable quicker. One, say obvious but it's it's not a it's not a necessarily a good way of cutting the timetable is to cut one of the stages of consultation so we're required to have a reg 18 consultation we're required to have a reg 19 consultation one way to make it make the process shorter is to go straight to the reg 18 consultation i don't think that's a good thing to do we need to make sure that we engage with our communities properly to allow them to feed into the plan before we start making decisions so that's not what we're not what we're looking at. Um, on whether the first letter uh, and how that looks—if the first letter admits to not not meeting the timetable—the the, um, the reason that the three paragraphs included in the report don't mention the timetable is because we because we're still working and because we're still working on the project plan to to feed into it, and, and therefore there was a suggestion that. Uh, we shouldn't, at this point, given we don't have the evidence, be saying to government what we think the time paper is. Um, and then the, the other point about if we wanted to have a plan, adopted plan, by December 23, then we would need to submit it by December 22. That's about right. I mean, quick examination in public lasts about a year. Um, they, they often last a lot longer. If we wanted to submit in December 22, that would mean we would need to have the Reg-19 publication period in time to be able to do that, so that would be um, possibly early autumn, maybe the summer. We'd then have to have Reg-18 with enough time to respond to the comments from it. I mean, the Selby timetable has a year between each, so that would be summer sort of time the year before that. And and, and you see how how quickly we're getting to where we are at the, at the moment, which is why this is my we are developing a project plan to try and be as ambitious as possible, but it is, it's a tight timetable. Sort of. well, thanks, and I, I do understand that the situation.
2: My concern is that the first time we mention the timetable, which will be in the second letter, so it seems, we'll be saying, oh, by the way, we can't hit it. We'll be six or seven months beyond. I'd rather, at the outset, say, yeah, we're, up, we're going to try this, and then later on we could perhaps if it's appropriate, say things like you just said. We could try and hit it, this target, but it will mean missing a stage of consultation, which we do not want to that we don't do not want to do that. Members don't want to do that. Our public would not want us to do that. And therefore we have decided that we are we're gonna let that target, whatever it is, slide and we're gonna go for a more realistic but I'm just anxious to get an element of commitment to the specified date now, in the knowledge that it's going to change, and it may change in the not-too-distant future. On the other hand, it might be that we could uh, suggest that ways could be shaved off it. Who knows? Who knows? Should be the point. Councillor
0: um, Lees, have you spoken? Uh, no. Um, I don't know whether Councillor Bagnall wants to come back on a point. though, no, he had his hand up. Yes, yes, you... yes, please, Chair. It? Teasing,
10: teasing. Sorry. Yeah, it was just to come back on uh, Stephen's points about the plan. So uh, I understand that you've got time periods in between certain things on a plan, but if your plans are based on a, a resource of X, you might have to accept that that resource has to increase by Y. So, there's different ways to shave time off a plan. It's having more people do the work. So, if, if, if it's all about we haven't got enough people, then one of the considerations for this council is to get more people. So, but until we've seen the plan, we can't really discuss
2: that. Fine, thank you.
0: Good point. Council Leeds. Um, if I may, I'm very, very rich. Skip, put something hard. 9pm equals two hours, enough. Oh, okay, did it, in a, did it in a pretend he's in love actually. Let's, very quickly then. I um, agree with the timetable, however, um, if I may say, we keep saying we're going to be evidence-based, 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 and at this moment we do not have the evidence to suggest that we can put the time on. So I would like not to put the time on, um, let Mr. Miles go. give us the evidence, and then we do it. Because if we're going to say right from the start we're evidence-based, I don't believe at this time we should be saying we're going to do something without the evidence-based.
3: But yes, if I'm at, at this point in time, we don't have the evidence to say that we can't hit that
2: target. And that is the target that we've been given. I would argue.
0: Well, that point. If I may, Mr Chair, after two hours, I think you, we have to ask whether people are happy to carry on with the meeting, is that right, Sarah? You don't no nobody's here from Democratic Services. Councillor Foley, sir, is that right, Councillor Foley, after two all oh, or oh, Councillor Freeman. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I think after two hours we have to ask if people are prepared to continue.
9: It's Certainly true for council meetings and for keep meetings in general. It's a good practice to uh, live at them two hours. It's quite long enough on Zoom.
0: Oh no, actually, I think as a working group we don't quite have that same I think we probably don't. The working group. You can carry on. terribly sorry, Mr. Chair. terribly sorry. Um, but if we could take a vote on the on this point, I think um, I'm happy to go with the majority as always.
2: Well, let, let's allow Councillor Merrifield to speak uh, first, and then we can uh, vote on it if need be, Councillor. Um. Oh God,
4: brains gone. You started talking, Councillor These you made me forget what I was gonna say. Let's <laughs> then, because you did you did make a very good point yeah. earlier, Councillor Mereka. Yeah? Oh thank you oh you're too kind. <laughs> um what was like oh one of the points was um lots of the consultation the consultations last time came round about Christmas holidays or summer holidays and I know people were very upset about it and they kept because they it, It appeared, and I'm sure sure it wasn't, but it appeared that it was done on purpose. I know people will not want that. It's got to be when people are around and not just about to go on summer holidays or Christmas holidays, you know, and trying to get people to fill in the consultations or even be vaguely interested in it. So that's got to be factored into timescales as well. Um, And there was something else, and I can't remember now, so never mind. It'll come, it'll come to me in the middle of the night, you know, but never mind. Thank you very much. Cheer. May yeah, I come back to you on that, Councillor? On the basis of experience, um, yes, it may well be a point, point. And, and the timetable that um,
2: Stephen and his team are producing, it, it may well be that um, public participation is scheduled or public consultation is scheduled for uh, July and August at some point. But by the time we get there, odds are, the program slipped yeah. and it'll be
3: in September, October. That's the nature of the animal that we're, we're wrestling with. That's my,
2: yeah. This is my experience anyway. So, Council Lees has asked for a, a vote on this. I'm more than happy to go with that. Who would like to make reference to our current ongoing commitment to the um, adoption of the local plan, if at all possible, by the end of December 2023. Oh, that's five. So yes, that's it. Uh, we have uh, the eyes have it there, I believe. So, thank you for that. Stephen, may I put upon you, please, to um, commit that? You could probably cross it out to your next letter, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see where we go with that. But if you could in- insert it in this one, please. Um, I, I will craft some words.
3: Pardon? You will? Or I can send you these if you like it's whatever whatever you feel
2: is appropriate. Um, which leads us on to?
3: Nothing.
2: It does, actually. It leads us on to something which is written in invisible ink. Uh, and it relates to the um, items that may be on the next meeting. So, may um, I ask... At the date of the next meeting? Well, we have a, a potential date for that, and I think also Stephen has a few items um, he may wish to comment upon that may be coming to that meeting. Stephen. Thank you, Chair. Um, yes,
12: we are looking at the potential date of the 18th of August, um, and we are looking to bring a draft. Local development scheme draft uh, State of the community involvement and a draft uh, project initiation documents.
3: Uh, so that will include the timetable for the local plan for you for you to
0: examine. We have
2: something today. Is there anything else that members would like to see? if it's possible, at either that meeting or at one point in the future, Councillor Freeman.
9: Yes, by all means, have your meeting, but I won't be here. I'll be on leave for the week, so enjoy. Councillor Freeman, you're going to have to learn to prioritise. <laughs> my, my wife is the force measure in this Um <laughs> uh, Can I just say, we have
4: um, our... Come back to afternoon, yeah, we
7: do that day, yeah, from two till six or two till s- that day, yeah, okay, that's fine. Okay, yeah, we'll just, that yeah. Um, offer a couple of things for consideration at the next meeting, and these were constantly uh, said by one of our presidents here. And one
3: was periods. the other was that the sustainability appraisal is always a massive document. But it's never available until consultation starts, so no one can raise concerns in
7: advance. It's really helpful to have the sustainability appraisal as a properly consulted document in advance, well in advance of the consultation. Another thing, and this is a particular uh, thing that I, I have in mind, which is the website. structured and logical and attractive to it.
2: Merrifield and welcome again Councillor Taylor
4: good to see you um I think didn't Councillor Evans didn't you have an idea you you were talking a while ago about this didn't you have an idea about a separate or a link to a sort of a separate website or something like that
1: Yes, it is something which um, I have raised with um, our officers to uh, inquire into the possibility of the desirability or not of having a separate website just dealing with local plan. Um, So that is something which has already been raised as um, a topic for uh, consideration a couple of months ago, actually, um, I think. Uh, But picking up on Councillor Pavitt's point... uh, Searchability is certainly something which is very uh, a dear topic to my heart. Um, it's no good just having the documents filed there on um, wherever they might be when when it's very difficult to find materials. Um, I did find our uh, uh, evidence base um, in respect of the past and very difficult to work with at. Uh, and I'm very accustomed to researching matters quickly, um, and I, I don't suppose I'm the only person who found things quite difficult. Um, Braintree's, Braintree's uh, site, actually, um, perhaps wasn't, uh, was more easy to navigate than ours um, uh, last time around. Um, but one of, one of the difficulties, perhaps, for us in, uh, in the future um, will be the way in which consultations have to take place as a matter of regulatory requirements, as imposed by the planning inspectorate, and that doesn't seem to me at the moment to be terribly easy, and nor very um, um, swift to integrate uh, into our uh, into our into our database, as it were. So, um, to what extent we would be able to modify that or depart from it, I I, I don't know. Um, but the name of the game will certainly be to make materials available so that people can respond to. Uh, things um, in in an effective and economical way um, how much of that could be done in in, in hard copy I don't know but uh, certainly as much uh, searchability electronically uh, as possible will be um, uh, will be the aim
2: yeah, thank you with absolutely blue hands up. Has anyone finished speaking? Am I historic with those, or do we have other people wishing to speak? Councillor Lees then first. No. Councillor Pabby. Sorry, I, I need to take my hand up. Okay, Councillor Keating. Thanks, Mr. Chair. I
11: just would like to ask Stephen about, about the call for sites. Is that Part of your local development scheme paper, because I saw from the Ashford kind of experience, they, as part of the conversation, the stage one consultation, they had had their call for sites, and that's obviously going to be a a time of some tension, I should think. Uh, Community. So, can you give me an idea when the call for sites is likely to be scheduled?
12: Sure. And so, the call call for sites needs to be scheduled so that it is so that we have the information and and are available to assess the sites in order to inform the preferred options. The Reg 18, local plan. So the call for sites needs to either happen needs to happen relatively early on, uh, potentially during the the initial issues and options um, uh, series of interlinked conversations, etc. Um, in order to, to give us time to to make the assessment
6: of sites, so potentially quite early. Thank you. Thank you, you. Councillor Reeve. Yes, thank you. I realise it's a bit of a naughty question I'm going to ask, but the 18th of August is about three weeks away. Um, and, uh, is there any chance of our meeting being next week, for example? Uh, I realise that the draft documents that were going to be presented by Simon may or may not be ready by then, and probably not. But
3: I'm, I'm just thinking of the time with things you know, uh, slipping gaily by.
12: Uh, look, the, the documents won't be ready by, by next week. No, uh, I, I can't comment
2: on anything else. It has to be well, fun now to be published, wouldn't they, for a, a meeting next week? I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, you know, concerned that
3: that time time is shooting by, and, and maybe we're we're not trying to work quite fast enough. That's all. But
12: the...
2: No, sorry, I don't have anything else to say. Okay, thank you. That's two, mm, two and a half, three weeks. It's not bad, not bad, I think. You can do that because uh, uh, it seems already to be a pretty hefty agenda. So,
10: yeah, so far so good in that respect. Council Bagnold. Thanks, Chair. Stephen, would it be possible to get um, a map of the district that calls out all the schools, the health facilities uh, and the major road networks so that we can have an idea of what our district looks like and where our our needs are um, and including all the commercial businesses as well, like if we've got some big business parks, it would be useful to know that. So uh, I appreciate we're doing a call for sites, but I don't yet yeah, at this stage know why I need those sites. So it'd be useful to have something as a, as a big picture to try and understand what, what we're trying to achieve.
4: I,
12: I think we can uh, get something like that. Yes. Certainly. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you, Steve. And Councillor Pavitt. please. Yeah, something I brought up with the two
7: wise men the other evening, Something something it's, worries me considerably in the context of what we're discussing about the corporate sites. It's up a little bit on what Councillor Begnaut said. And that is, what opportunity do we have or does the council sit back and go, you know what, it might be a good idea to do that. And that actually isn't the parcel of land that's been put forward in the corporate sites. Where, where, where does the strategic thinking come before we just get driven by those sites that somebody wants to talk to us? Um, uh, you know, it, that's what that's what happened last time, and that's where, to my mind, it fell down. Is, is that there wasn't that broad strategic thinking. Not least, for example, is that we're being driven to deliver houses. Well, the houses need jobs. We should be looking at where the jobs are going to be, and then thinking about the houses. Um, and that, you know, that, that to me will strategize uh, uh, the location of the houses much more clearly. Because historically, it's been always sounds to the airport. We need houses, you know, spacious to that what isn't anymore.
3: We need to look more broadly than that. We need to look at higher value, you know, look at all the tech that's coming out of the north, the north of, of, you know, the north of our, our, our district. So, w- at what point, Stephen, are we going to get a chance to look to strategize broadly before we start worrying about who wants to provide us with land? Uh,
12: Monday. So the second workshop that we're having with uh, the peer review team, well, one of the topics that they're thinking of covering is spatial strategy. I think it's it's starting off fairly fairly high level, but it's to get members to start thinking about this. Um, in the previous local plan, uh, you may recall that we had areas of search, uh, and that was the, the council's um, attempt to proactively identify potential areas where development might be uh, more appropriate. Uh, and, and you recall that there were, there were areas of search around potential new communities, but also areas of search around the more sustainable settlements, uh, the main towns, key, key villages in particular. Um, that can, could be another way of doing it, again, so to proactively seek to identify where uh, development where the council considers development may be more appropriate. Um, of course, in doing any of this early on, we need to be careful not to uh, present a, a done deal to the community. We we should be we should seek to be proactive and, and influence where development go and where we where we would prefer people to submit sites. But yeah, we we need to we need we need to manage the message there as well. What, what, when's it happening on the third? Because I don't have it in my diary for some
0: reason.
4: I think it's six pm again. Sorry, if the invites haven't gone out yet. All um... oh, right. Oh, yeah. I Apologies. think. I do believe I have sent the calendar invite, but I can double check and, and resend to anyone that I haven't sent to already in the morning. Oh, no.
10: I've got the meeting in my diary, so the, the meeting invite must have gone out. It went out on Monday.
2: Councillor Taylor.
13: Thank you. I'm sorry about my awful internet, but I think it's a bit better on my phone now. Um, I hope you can hear me. Can I echo uh, Councillor Pallet's last point about uh, uh, having listened to the um presentation on monday i was very struck by the whole need for strategic cooperation particularly around uh, with that map which showed the our neighboring um uh strategic um areas such as the austin cambridge Arc and that sort of thing i was very struck by that isn't it and also i was struck by the suggestion Perhaps we don't have strong connections in these fields. Isn't it absolutely imperative that we explore um, th- these groups of people, this, tr- this strategic uh, cooperation, so that we can get some ideas where people may have jobs, where the infrastructure may be put, and where it will be appropriate to develop our community. Um, I think if we don't do that early on, I think it will be very remiss. Okay,
2: thank you for that. I think that brings us very neatly to a close, unless anyone has something else to say. Can I say um, to all of you members, and dare I say especially the officers, thank you so much your involvement and your commitment and your participation it is greatly valued and we go on to the next meeting on the 18th
5: thank you very much chair well chaired you're very welcome thank you so much
3: thank you chair good night Um, thank you bye thank you you. Bye. Bye. bye